Hello, and welcome to No Load Time. This is episode 154. My name is Sobit Velez, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, No Load Time? Obed, we got it? We got it. We got it. Crap. We're good. Okay, great. It's that hey, Bloodborne, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like everything is hard. Everything's trying to kill me. Everything's on hard mode. <laughs> Everything's on hard mode, exactly. <laughs> Life's on hard mode right yeah. now. That's oh, 2020. Basically. Wow. Yes, yeah. I did not think. Wow. Okay. What's the really bad uh, 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 difficulty on Uncharted? Is it is it like uh, not should, hardcore? They have a name for it, right? I should know this because I love yeah. those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never played it on that mode because it's just yeah. terrifying. <laughs> it's just terrifying. It's like one 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 shot. Like yes, that's gr- it. Is it like grounded or something like that? Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up now. There you go. To fact check. It fact on, check it on, on the fly since the beginning of the podcast. That's how we're that's rolling. Right. This, that's how we're rolling Brutal. this week. Brutal. There you go. There you it's go. very easy, easy, normal, hard, crushing, and brutal. Crushing was the one that I was looking for, but there you go. All right, brutal <laughs> makes it. Brutal makes it. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm ready for a nice weekend here. Hopefully, to dive right into uh, some time, some gaming time this weekend. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's always nice when you can look forward to that and some, some much needed downtime, uh, since our last episode been super busy, you and I both have been very busy as of recent, uh, in different, yeah. different ways, both personally and professionally. So, you know, it's nice, nice to have a nice long weekend, but you know, I did take some time out since our last episode on last weekend, uh, to go out to the movies and see a movie that I'd mentioned before here on the show that was being re-put in the theaters for an anniversary, and that was Star Wars The Empire Strikes oh, Back. Oh, you went and saw it. I Great. I really did it, man. Nice. I had to do it. And nice. Dude. Oh. Nice. Now, you know that for me, that's like I was not around to see that in the theater. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, I, I mean, I was uh, I was too young to see it the, the first time, but I did go to see the special edition. My goodness, yeah. dude. Like, you know, you hear people say, okay, you watch a movie at home and it was made for the theaters. That movie was made for the movie theaters because there's a there's a a, a sense of focus that you have to have that you you're not focused when you're sitting on your couch. But you have distractions and different things. You sit in that movie theater. You have this massive screen. The drama hits hits a certain way. I mean, it's a very uh, compelling uh, experience in that sequel, but the experience altogether. And then, of course. One of my one of the things that I was looking forward to the most is just seeing Vader on the big screen, man. Like the last time I seen Vader on the big screen, of course, was Rogue One. Yeah, love that. But seeing Vader legit on the big screen, he carries such weight that character. When he yeah. shows up, everybody's focus is what is the boss gonna say? So I mean, there's much I can say about it. We all know the my movie. favorite movie ever, forever. dude. Yeah. It's a great. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's the best Star Wars movie. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It was great, great experience. And as crazy as it is, I would go tomorrow if I could. It's just that nice. kind of a great experience that I had watching it again. That's uh, awesome, of course, man. With the, you know, I'm not going to encourage people to go out and watch it necessarily because of health reasons considering uh, the world health crisis we find ourselves in. But uh, I, I was able to, to take the risk. I mean, it was it was full, dude. For social distancing, okay. it was full. There was Really? All the seats were taken. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I love Empire. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, when it came out originally, I was a baby. I was a, a wee little child. Wee little man. Um, so, so I went to see. Uh, I know that there was a, there were there were in the movie theaters. Um, probably before, uh, 
Return of the Jedi came out, I think they they did a re-release. I like my memory is very very vague. Like I remember like I like from my memory the first movie I remember seeing is Return of the Jedi, like from when I was a little kid. Nice. Um so I'm I'm not sure if if it was that or Rocky 4 cuz I remember seeing Rocky 4 in the movie theater when I was a kid. So it it was either one of those, right? Um and uh, and then I went to see it and uh, when when the special edition came out, and I was uh, I was a senior in high school when that came out, and and I went to see that one. And that's the thing you saw the specialized the special edition. I would love love to have been their OG days OG. when it was a despecialized. My yeah. goodness. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, although the like the picture quality, sound quality, and, and all that is is definitely it's not the same. Uh, like even on even when the original special editions came out, there's there's problems with like color correction and some of the sound is weird um like the dvd or it, and in my opinion the dvds are are the absolute worst version of star wars that have come out and you know since like i would rather watch it on vhs than actually watch the dvds that's how bad they are um so the the, the problem with the dvd version of empire is that everything's really loud like the sound is like off the rails uh, it has that, you know what? I can't remember if, if uh, no, for the DVD they removed the screaming Luke. The you've seen that one, right? Yes. We're yes. like, Aah! yeah. So, I think for the DVD they took it out, but it, it still had issues with color correction. Not as bad as like the original. Uh, of course, like Return of the Jedi is infamous. Like that has the worst absolute change of all the uh, the special editions, but. Uh, Empire was for the most part uh, fairly untouched other than color correction and adding more to Cloud City and the Wampa it's 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 good so I, I will say the worst scene of Empire Strikes Back it's not even a scene it's just more comedic for me but it's like it's it's comedic not for the reasons necessarily you might want because just because of how it aged but of course you get that infamous scene between Vader and Luke at the end of the at the end of the movie and uh, he's using the force to throw the objects at Luke, and he's just taking yeah. it from the wrong it. side. I know, I know. It it's like he's confusing it. him. Yeah, it it's like I'm so... getting confused by the force. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so goofy watching it. I'm good. laughing in the theater, and the guys next to me think I'm crazy. But yeah, I mean, uh, well, I'm glad that you had the experience, man, because it's it's good. It's good. It is. Yeah. Uh, that, that's good. Um, like I mentioned uh, in my messed up intro, uh, as I said last week, I was going to try and, and tackle Bloodborne. Uh, it, it was the other way around. Bloodborne tackled me. <laughs> so, like, it, no, it, like, these things are like, and this is my first. So, so the first like Souls-like game that I've ever played was Neo, and I played the beta when when the beta was out. I I, I never downloaded on PS Plus. Um, which I intend to eventually, but, um, uh, it was hard, right? And I was like, all right, I mean, yeah, it's super punishing and you got the, the, this like stamina thing and everything is out to get you. Um, and, and Bloodborne is the same way, right? It's, uh, first of all, I was, I was, I play, I got, I got like three hours into it and then I realized that I was playing it wrong. And that's why I couldn't progress. Uh, I played like another two or three hours after that. 
I'm still in the same place. <laughs> I'm playing it right now. I'm still in the same place that I'm playing it right now. Exactly. So now I, I feel more confident in things that I can do and what not do. And, and now I have a, I, I used to the character movement. I've used to the, got used to the locking, the, the, the locking mechanic. Um, realize how to do the parry mechanic and, and all that. So now I feel a little bit more confident. So I, I'm going to go in back tomorrow and let's see how that goes. But it's, it's like, they, like they're not joking, man. When, when it says, when they, when people say it's like, Oh, get good. It's, it is get good because even, even with like upgraded stuff on, on like that section that I'm at, it's like, bro, like one one bad move and you're like done. It's crazy, man. But uh, but I'm having actually a good time. Like it's punishing, right? But it's it's not it's it's unfair to a certain extent. Uh, but at the same time, it's like I'm giving you the tools and you're just not using the tools correctly. It is. Ba it's basically a puzzle game, and and I I think I mentioned it. I mentioned it to you. It's it's basically a a trial and error game. Mm. So so you spent your your gameplay loop is basically try this. Oh, this didn't work, so you died. So you go back and you try something else, and that's basically what it is. So each time you just go in and out, in and out, and, and die a bunch of times, and then when you think you're actually getting progress, your weapon degrades. It's like, oh, your weapon's done. It's like, great. Now I gotta just, just die again because there's nothing I can do. Um, it's it's very challenging. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go back and definitely uh, give it a try. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, man, it's been pretty quiet. Went back in time, listened to that Lincoln Park 20th anniversary uh, wow. uh, a hybrid theory uh, set wow. that they released because because that was my jam back in college. So went back. Yeah, yeah, I was relieving. And it's it's funny because I, I've I, I really, really love LP and I've had a really hard time going back and listening to it since Chester passed away because it was so, so, so sudden, so tragic. Right. Um, and, and I just went back. I was like, Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go back and listen to this. Cause it's, you know, I really enjoyed this back, back in the day. So I'm going to go back and, 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 uh, and listen to it. It was like, Oh, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. They had a, uh, it's basically the, the first two like studio records, hybrid theory and reanimation. And then they have a third bonus. Uh, it's basically like EPs and rares and demos and all that. So uh, it, it's really cool listening to their, the, the stuff that never got out, like back before they, they were popular. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Also, The Catalyst is an amazing album, and it's what probably one of my favorite albums ever. So I went back and listened to it after after listening to the Iver Theory. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go back and listen to the catalyst because that's a great album. Uh, not the catalyst. I'm sorry. A uh, uh, hundred thousand. Uh, uh, is it a thousand sons? A hundred thousand sons. Yeah. So that one. Yep. Um, the the one that has a catalyst. Anywho, um, not to digress too much, but man, this week 
It's like a it's like a skinny week. We really don't have a lot. But Joel, do you want to talk about the fat man? <laughs> fat man on Batman. Sorry, fat man That's on a Batman podcast. That's a, it's a different show. Love <laughs> love Kevin Smith. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there. So our 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 YouTube brethren, Mr. Doom. I'll say that much. Decided to uh, put out another video. There's also many other places that are haven't watched talking it yet. about it um, <laughs> that are essentially talking about these rumors that Robert Pattinson did not get infected uh, with this health issue that the world seems to be facing, oh, and that he was faking it. Okay, and that it's supposed he was faking it because he's been having uh, issues with the director. And that the issues he's having with the director uh, stems from him not being in shape for the role in the Batman shape, rather. He's not a gym guy. And yep. that he got sick so that way he can go back and exercise and get into shape. But when he came back to report the set recently, uh, he was n- indeed not in the shape that they expected. This is, again, rumor. Do I believe any of this? I. I Kinda. Yeah, kind. Uh, I kinda believe it, um, because I remember back when uh, when they started filming, right? Um, someone interviewed Robert Pattinson and asked him, "Hey, so so what's your like superhero like workout routine?" It's like, "Oh, I'm not doing anything," and I I remember, I remember that. that too. Yep. Yeah. So, so that uh, that'll tell you. Uh, I think it's true. That's what we're calling it, the fat man. I mean, it could be that it could be the fat man. It could be the opposite, the opposite, right? It could be that he's too skinny. Because um, I know I remember Christian Bale had the same problem uh, when uh, Batman Begins. He had uh, just done the Machinist, and he weighed like what, like a hundred pounds or something, dude. It's, crazy. It was crazy, insane, crazy. dude. So, um, so they had to give him time to build up, but then he came back and he was too big because he gained too much muscle. So they had to redo the bat suit. Um, so that was pretty interesting. So it's 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 a it's a it's an interesting dynamic that you see. Like Christian Bale had sort of like the same problem that that uh, allegedly Robert Pattinson's having. So I think it's true. <laughs> we're, yeah, again, we're calling it the Fat Man because that's like it's it's harder for you to get back on a roll, especially wearing like a custom a uh, custom costume, right? Like uh, like the Batman suit. Uh, that are you know basically these suits are tailored to the to the actor, so so I, I think it's true. I, I think that's yeah. So I've got a lot of thoughts on it, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about people's bodies because it's just strange. Yeah. Uh, we're talking. Right. I mean, you gotta you, uh, correct. I mean, it's uh, I got, I'm a, I'm a big dude. I don't I don't care, right? No, no, yeah. I don't so. mean like in a negative. It's just a strange topic, <laughs> but. But, like, I just mean in the sense of, like, like you look at Ben Affleck as Batman, right? It was pretty big, too. He he was a big dude. He exercised, you know, to get to the role for Batman vs. Superman, the first uh, debut of him being as Batman. Clearly, you don't need to be, you know, somebody with a Ph.D., to know that when you see that whole exercise montage that he has, yeah. it's fake and those some of a lot of those uh, muscles are very CGI. 
like body it's double. Good CGI. It's better than the mustache CGI, but mm -hmm. it's very CGI, right? You can literally watch. Like, I mean, many people have broken it down. It's not like rocket science, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but then when you get into movies like like Justice League, right? It's, I mean, this dude Umberto, I've told you about, like he, this guy breaks down stuff left and right. He's talking before like Affleck was so depressed with what was going on personally. It's everyone knows this, not a secret. The dude just, I mean, just was completely out of Batman shape for that movie. He just didn't care anymore. You can literally see it when you watch the movie. Nobody really cared at that point with Joss. They just were at a totally different place with everything going on personally, professionally, all of it, right? I, I, I say all that to say what they did do in both Batman vs. Superman and in Justice League, but more so Batman vs. Superman, is that the type of suit that Batman was wearing is that they, like you said, they, they tailored it to the body, right? Exactly. So they gave these very obvious Shazam-like fake muscles that they put. Yep. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, they, 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 they cut it to make it look that way. Similarly, that they did with Christian Bale. It's not yeah. that Christian Bale wasn't didn't get into shape. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh no, he was. Yeah. The suit. There's a point of the suit, right? That 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 makes you look the way you look. Correct. Right? Correct. Correct. So I say all that to say, like, unless Robert Pattinson's gonna have some crazy exercise scene or shirtless scene or something, which almost every Batman movie has it, every Superman superhero movie rather, like. There's ways to get around it, so I don't know necessarily that it's so much weight that it's like it's that big of a problem that they had to shut the whole movie down. Like I do believe it's very well possible that this guy really was sick because it was confirmed another crew member was sick at the minimum, and that's so much money to shut down an entire production just to yeah. say, hey, go pick up some dumbbells. It's yeah. kind of hard for me to, to say that you would do all that in the, these kinds of times. You know, time is money in Hollywood, and you know that goes around there. So I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying it's hard for me to believe that that's the totality of the reason for the halt of production. It's rumors. Uh, I'm not going to debunk it because I don't have information to debunk it. But just from my analysis here, as we do, as we're, we're pundits of the, the space here on pundits. the internet, that's what we do. That's a big word, man. Yeah, man. Hey. Connoisseurs. Like, we, <laughs> <laughs> like we, <laughs> we, we, break, we look at this stuff, and, and that's my analysis for it. Like, yeah. You can look at his past history of Batman, not even just Batman. Look at other superheroes. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Batman being the one that we're looking at for right now. And speaking of Batman, side topic here. You guys have not checked this out yet. I highly recommend you go check out Warner Brothers Pictures' YouTube channel. They put out a behind-the-scenes uh, The Dark Knight Trilogy special that, that's, uh, that's out on their YouTube channel. It's nice. about an hour or so long. It is so good. It nice. is, it's worth just letting it run. A lot of the stuff that you may know already, some of the stuff you may not. It's not, again, too long of a, of a feature. And, uh, man, it just makes a, a newfound. I'm, I'm very appreciative. I understand how special it is. But it's one of those movies that, again, like, as time continues to go on and as we have more and more Batman, we're going to look back on that, that series and be like, wow, we really had something magnificent at that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we, we, we got to look it up as uh, – we got to look at the, the Dark Knight trilogy as – um, what basically restarted the the superhero genre. Um, you know, a lot of people attribute Spider Man, which you know very very well could be right. Uh, when the Tobey Maguire Spider Man came out, um, we Wait saw an, we saw an avalanche. Yeah. Um, uh, the the X Men come out first. 2000. 2000? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Spidey was 2001. That was the first right? uh, Hollywood, uh, superhero Hollywood 
film to come out since Batman and Robin. Since Batman time. and Robin, yeah, yeah you're right. All those right. years, nobody would make one because of how bad that movie was. Yeah, you're money. right. You're totally right. X Men rebooted. Um, but but it, it was still it was still real. Exactly. That that was the thing, right? Because it was still like, it's it was still a nerd thing. Right. Uh. You know, you went to see X-Men, oh, that's a movie for nerds. You go see Spider-Man, oh, that's a movie for nerds and, or kids, right? right? I remember going to the movie theater uh, when uh, when uh, Batman Begins came out. And uh, I think uh, I think I was married already back then. And uh, and, our, and I was with my wife. I, we were waiting in line. And I remember uh, a girl comes over. And there was like some friends of her in line. And uh, and they and they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna go watch Batman. And it's like, yeah, Batman. That's like like a silly movie thing. Like yeah, like the last one with Mister Freeze, and it was like silly and for kids, right? So this moved along. Fast forward, you know, fifteen years, and and here we are, where superhero movies are the biggest franchises in Hollywood. So. Um, we, uh, I think that the Dark Knight trilogy was the one that actually brought it down to a mass audience, and that's that's what I was trying to say. Absolutely. Um, you know, because before that, there were for nerds that were this thing, right? And now there's like, oh, these things are actually good. And they talk about that in the documentary. Like they yeah. take the time to sim- simply say, like, this is not a great superhero movie. This is like a great movie. Like yeah. these movies in general. And so, I've I've told you about uh, you know how I feel about uh, the Dark Knight Rises, which I think is a fantastic, like police drama. Yeah. That happens to have Batman in it, and that's how that's how I feel about that movie. Um, and I I I think that's. That's the better one of and the three. There's great parallels to today. Yeah, like it speaks yeah. to people in yeah. crazy ways, man. It was a, it's a, it's a Hideo Kojima movie, the basically. Blackgate prison speech and all. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah, so the good. Take, yeah, yeah, take back your city and all that in Bane, and yeah, yeah. It was a, uh, and even back then, you know, there was a, uh, because that's when, when, uh, most of, and I don't really want to go into politics, but that's when, uh, when it. When that movie came out, it was when everything got really divisive uh, yeah. in, in politics. And, you know, uh, you have these guys that are here doing whatever they, they're doing, right? And then you have the other group of people that are angry and, and everything is evil and everything is against everything. And Yeah. So that's that's when, that's when yeah, that's when it started getting really divisive in, in politics. And I think the movie was very... Uh, well timed, if you ask me. It makes me think of Star Wars. Like, I know, and again, not to get into it, but Star Wars is very political. It is. Like, and Lucas is very Nazis. honest about it. Yeah, it's space Nazis, and and you got space Hitler, and and yeah, and the the Republic, the, the democracy. The I mean, there is so galactic yeah. empires. It's so like well, so incredible. Like like beginning with you know the uh, uh, the original trilogy basically was space nazis moving into Absolutely. moving into like like corrupt politi- corrupt politicians and uh, usurping power and all these things right it's yeah it, it's it's a complex story like like if you put it like yeah it's a movie right you watch it it's fun right um like and even if you bring it to like the the disney trilogy like the first two movies they like 
The Last Jedi has a really strong, like, philosophical meaning to it, right? Oh, 100%. Um, I, I think the, the uh, you know, Rise of Skywalker, it's pretty hollow. Yeah. Pretty. Because it's like, it, it got to the point where they just didn't know what to do and they just did it, right? It's like, we got to put this movie out. Uh, but even, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the the father and son dynamic that we saw on uh, Force Awakens with uh, with Han and Ben and and this you know all of them had have had like a very uh, deep uh, meaning. It's not just you know a, a popcorn movie, um, but it was the same with yeah with Dark Knight Rises. It was like, man, this movie is nuts. Crazy, yeah. I can't wait for you to see Tenet. When, when that you get to see it, yeah, we'll yeah. Talk I'll, I'll watch. It I'll, I'll buy it when it comes out on on 4K yeah. for sure. Yeah. Good uh, surround sound movie. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, Joe, and just going into the, uh, we just mentioned Spider Man a minute ago. All right, all right. So we we talked about it last week before this like rumors broke. Because again. I mean, we're not we're not subject matter matter experts. We don't want to call ourselves that, right? Um, but but we we, we kind of know what we're talking about. Um, we we talked about last week about the the real possibility of the next Spider Man movie being a Spider Verse movie. You know, basically with Doctor Strange, with Electro, have been confirmed and and all that. So now there's actual like rumors out there that they're they're calling wild it's like call them wild but we've been calling it for weeks now come on um that indeed this movie will be a spider-verse movie all three spider-mans will be in it meaning uh toby mcguire andrew garfield and tom holland uh in addition to that uh we will get we'll get venom uh so we will get the uh, the new Venom, not not Spider-Man Three Venom. Um, we will get Goblin in uh, James Franco coming back as as Osborn. And uh, yeah, man, like rumors are are like this is possibly happening now. Like there's there's actual like possible evidence that this movie is going to happen that way. But yeah, man, I mean. This is your is Spider's your gem. So what do you think? Well, I'm in love with this news. I mean, we talked about it at length, like you said, in the past when the Jamie Foxx stuff, stuff started coming out. We talked about it in our last episode as well. And, and uh, you know, it's important to know that as of the time of us, of us recording this on Thursday, October the 15th, uh, the last word that we have is from Sony Pictures saying to ET that a representative from them said uh, the rumored castings are not confirmed. So it could be confirmed tomorrow, could be confirmed next week. We don't know. But I expect this to be confirmed is my point. Uh, and that's the exact wording. Right? They didn't say the rumored castings are false. They didn't say the rumored castings are um, overblown, out of proportion. They say that they are not confirmed is the exact wording Sony's using. So basically, hold your horses. It's not don't, – don't take it to the bank yet, but they're working on it. And that's good to know because in the industry, what what I've heard and, and read and seen 
is that typically when something is rumored that somebody is in negotiations, they've already been in negotiations and they're literally just about to sign the paper. Like it's basically done at that point. So it's a, yeah. So it's a a gentleman's agreement. Exactly. Exactly. So like the last time we had something happen where something was in negotiations and it just fell flat and that was not necessarily the worst circumstances. It just, things changed was Joaquin Phoenix coming in as, as uh, you know, Dr. Strange that he was legitimately in discussions and then he didn't. Although that's a classic case of Disney playing charades where uh, I remember at that time there was strong rumors of Benedict Cumberbatch being in Star Wars. And then I remember again, this, this, yeah. this other reporter talking about saying it's a smoke screen. He's not going to be in Star Wars. He's actually going to be in a, in a Marvel movie. And I was like, well, it has to be Dr. Strange. So uh, this situation here though, um, I, again, I totally expect it to be done. I'm happy to see that they are trying to bring each of these worlds in together. I'm hoping it's not overbearing. They don't try to force too much into the movie. Sony is Sony has a problem with that when they get too crazy. Yep. So I'm hoping they get too crazy. My my thought is that they're they're doing this one because it makes sense to do it now. Oh yeah. But two also the the logic behind it from a business standpoint is this guy is only signed on. Uh, Tom Holland's only signed on for two for two movies, right? He signed on for this third Spider-Man movie with the the Disney agreement, and then he signed on for one more um, Disney specific uh, Marvel film. So understand that your business is is in a situation where you're going to need to kind of set things up for future. This would be the movie to to, to make that try, make that attempt while the person's locked in contractually, instead of try and make that contract happen later. And uh, and I'm. This is me going say, just saying this. I would not be shocked if Sony's thought is hopefully this does well and revitalizes the interest in in these two char- these other two actors in being Spider-Man in addition to Tom Holland. Because if Disney still tries to do stuff, they've got their own like yeah, they've always wanted Spider-Man. to have their Sony verse, <clears throat> right? So they have their own Spider-Men yep. that exist outside, and they can if they wanted to make some other spinoff movie and have those characters show up in, I don't know, in a Venom movie or something like that. They don't have to worry about um, it being connected to Disney. I, that's just me hype saying that I have no basis for it. But yeah, exciting times. Not much yeah. more to say there, except that we will see when it gets confirmed. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Again, the Spider-Verse, my eyes are now looking out for, will there be a Miles Morales? We'll find out. So there's a rumor and I'm gonna look up the uh, the actor's name because I just don't want to call it the 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 kid from this thing, right? Sure. Uh, hold on. On the spot. I was also throwing us a softball for our next. <laughs> segment so too. so Caleb Caleb McLaughlin and he is Lucas in Stranger Things. So there's rumors that that he's being eyed to play Miles. Pretty young, nineteen, which should fit the age. So, yeah, man. There you go. We'll uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm really excited. I am. I'm probably even more excited about this than I was about Endgame. If this is actually true, uh, because it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, man. So here's what I would. I don't want. I don't want any other three Spider Man to die, right? Uh, but, um. Uh, I, I think they should definitely redeem the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. 
Like, I don't want him to be Different the director could change everything. I don't want him to be the Peter Parker to die. right. But I want them to, Hey, um, yeah. So this, this Peter Parker is the one that's you're like, yeah, like I'll save the day. Kind of like, I want that. I want that. I want, that. you know, Tommy Warrior he had his, his, you know, he had his, his, uh, his streak. Uh, Tom Holland's doing great. Uh, I I wanna I wanna see justice for <laughs> for Andrew Garfield, um, and and potentially I mean that that could potentially be it right with Electro and uh, and whatnot you know now what do you think uh, so Venom two is basically done right that movie's yeah. yeah that movie was supposed to come out sometime this year and like now it's supposed to be October yeah now. yeah yeah, yeah. So that got postponed until like next summer or something like that. Um, Interesting that we haven't even seen the trailer or anything. So I'm wondering. So the rumor is that Tom Hardy is going to be in S Venom, right? Uh, In this thing. Uh, We know that there's a cliffhanger uh, with uh, with uh, Carnage in, in the last movie. Could it be? Could it be that somehow, right? They they reveal that the Andrew Gar like what just just exactly what you said, and I think you 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 said something really interesting. Um, let's say they they want to go because Andrew Garfield was signed for three movies, and he didn't do a third one. Uh, Tommy McGuire signed signed for four movies. He didn't get to do a fourth one. So what would happen, right? If now that these things are potentially crossing with the MCU. What would happen if, say, for example, the Tom Holland Spider-Man and the the Venom from uh, you know the the uh, Hardy Venom uh, are the ones that actually coexist in the same in the same universe? Um, but now with them bringing in the other universes. Captain America can come in and help and uh, you know Iron Fist can come in and help and all, all these other you know characters that cameo in Maximum Carnage can come in and then set up to do a Maximum Carnage movie because I know like uh, Spider-Man fans have been freaking clamoring for Maximum Carnage so could they be instead of viewing if instead of just them doing their Sinister Six movie and this other movie, then they do their Spider Verse completely separate from the Tom Holland one. People will still go and watch it, man. Like the casuals will get confused as heck, and I, I, I was, I was gonna drop it, but no, I caught it in time, sir. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So the thing, the thing about that, I I do think it's very possible. Like I think you're 100 percent on on the money there. I think that would make sense, for, and that's something that Sony's been wanting to have. They've not been shy about it. The the thing that has revitalized and brought a new breath of life into Spider-Man is the Disney partnership. That's what made Spider-Man get back on the map in a way that he wasn't before in the Andrew Garfield movies. Those movies weren't weren't they weren't uh, egregious. They had moments that, especially like the second movie was really tough, but um, what really made it start to fall flat is that you have movies like that coming out and then you got like Avengers movies coming out where people are like, it just kind of didn't live on its own two feet. But, you know, having like 
think about it. on paper we're, we're 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 looking at having next year a movie where we'll have Doctor Strange, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire all standing side by side as as heroes in one movie. That's a that's like that's an Avengers type of movie that's gonna, we're going to be getting next year. It's a huge movie, like you're saying. It's like Endgame. Yeah, and there's a lot of possibilities. They're saying you bring in even Venom. We don't know how Morbius is going to factor into this. There's a Tobey Maguire or whatever uh, a graphic poster thing in the, in, the, in that trailer. You know, the Sinister Six is talked about in there. So as long as they get the villains right for this movie, and that's something that will I'm not obviously we know that the Jamie Fox Electro thing. There is no way Electro is going to be the one going up against. <laughs> Doctor Strange and no. three Spider-Man. Sorry, <laughs> no. it's just not going to happen. No. But I'm just saying, whatever they're setting up, maybe it is a Sinister Six of multiple universes. I don't know. But whatever it is, it better be pretty big. And then the last part is if you want to succeed beyond this, you got to make sure that you give it uh, – you set it up well that it can live without the Disney magic because that's really what brought this thing back to life. Yeah. We'll see. Yep, absolutely. Um, let's move along to Spidey. Because uh, there's uh, Sony dropped a uh, a few a few new things about uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, you have a cat. <laughs> How do you feel about the cat, sir? I'm not a crazy cat guy. No, sorry, I'm not. That, that's a stereotype. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, look, you like if you like cats, you're gonna find this very cute. I think it's fun. It's, it's cute. You know, it's it's a nice nice touch to make again. This this Miles Morales has always been the more like Spider-Man's always been personable. Peter Parker's always been the guy you can relate to. You're doing the same thing with Miles Morales. Now yeah. you're making him your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in this way. So it's cool having a spider, a spider cat, as I like to call it. Um, I look forward to seeing how he fully works. So I'm going to be completely candid because we talked about beforehand a bit about this article that came out with some uh, gameplay or whatever that came out with this cat and some other features. I have intentionally not watched the video. Okay. Uh, I have refrained because I didn't want to get into any kind of stuff. I want to just have an amazing experience. I'm not saying it's spoilery <laughs> because I don't imagine it's show too much, but I all, all I do know is that there's a cat, and then I also know the ability of the incognito kind of uh, powers, which is to be expected. Yeah. So I haven't watched the video either. Okay. Um, I read through some of the article. I've seen some of the screenshots, but I haven't watched the the video. Um. The did you have you heard anything about the uh, the graphics options? Yes. Okay. So the game basically runs at native 4K with ray tracing at 30 frames a second. Uh, you can disable ray tracing and get 50 FPS with like volumetric lighting and uh, and and pre-render animations instead of uh, instead of actual ray tracing. Uh, of course, we know ray tracing is very taxing on the hardware. Uh, we know that the PS5, although powerful, it doesn't uh, have the capability of, say, you know, uh, a, a, a 2080 uh, Ti or, or one of the new NVIDIA cards uh, when it comes to ray tracing. We so wouldn't pay- we wouldn't be spending 4.99 if that was the case. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so I, I think that this is this is wise because uh, a lot of people, I mean, ray tracing is really, really cool, right? I would be one that would disable ray tracing just to play the game on 60 FPS. Because, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of sucks that you can't have both, right? But given the option, I would choose the FPS. I mean, if I get volumetric lighting and... HDR and native 4K, yeah, 
I mean, the it's to me is a no brainer. Like I would leave ray tracing on, say for DMC five special edition that, you know, it's 60 FPS with ray tracing. Uh, you know, it is not an open world game, so they can they can pull it off just fine. Uh, that's the thing, right? This is an open world game, so so that's also why it's taxing. Um, they've mentioned that uh, the Ratchet and Clank uh, that's coming out um, also has a similar uh, performance feature. So we'll see. Uh, it's confirmed that Ghost of Tsushima, Joel, will run at 4K60 on PS5. That's awesome. So, so if you haven't played the game, and you can bring your saves over. So if you haven't played the game, Joel, it's a fantastic game. Now you can play it on your PS5, sir. And enjoy. Have a great time. Um, yeah, instead of playing it at the 28 FPS that runs on PS4. It's rough, bro. It gets really rough on some areas, like uh, especially with combat. Like like traversals, fine. Uh, but the combat when it's when there's a lot of stuff happening at the same time, it gets it gets pretty choppy. You can you can tell. Did you so. see the digital foundry video on the Xbox Series X playing AC Unity at sixty frames? That came out last week, right? I haven't yeah. watched it. I haven't like, watched it because yeah. I know that people on Twitter were like, "Oh, well, finally after like yeah. like eight years, we can play AC Unity." Yeah, at 16. man, I was watching it. I was like, "This is crazy to know that they finally like after all this time, the Series X can run it at sixty solid." It's probably um, brute forcing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a cra- it's crazy. We'll see how it, this 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 backwards compatibility what it does for some games that lags just because the hardware capabilities i remember that thing yeah. about ac unities when it came out oh, at the time man. they were when they were developing it they were developing it without knowing what next gen um capabilities fully were they were just expecting it to run a certain way and it just totally backfired but it's crazy because on digital foundry video you can check it out when you get a chance like they show how like it was made to run like this it just unfortunately was was just out of its time in that that's input from hardware. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Some interesting stuff when it comes to like uh, the performance options on, on the next gen consoles. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that teardown uh, that because the digital foundry did their own like analysis yeah. on the, on the teardown. And I thought, yeah. it, I thought it was a lot. I mean, of course, Sony is not going to take their time and go like over in detail, like and show you everything there is. Right. Um, but Digital Foundry did uh, basically an analysis on the the PS5 teardown that Sony put out there. We talked about it last week, but um, but they were very thorough. Uh, you know, of course, you know Richard Ledbetter is like he, he is a super tech nerd, and and he he would go really into detail when it comes to these things. Um, I, I'm glad to actually point that uh, something that I pointed out last week that it that that he pointed out as well was that uh that that blu-ray drive seems proprietary it seems it looks like something uh that that no other Sony, yeah. yeah that no other device has uh, and and yeah he says like yeah it looks like this is like a custom uh solution for the blu-ray drive to uh to minimize vibration and noise so uh so so that that worked out pretty good um let's see other things yeah he pointed out the uh the liquid metal 
and the uh, the size of the heatsink. It's like they're brute forcing cooling on this thing. Um, you know, they because it doesn't have vapor chamber on the on the cooling solution, so it just relies on that on that gigantic heatsink. Um, the the fan he pointed out the 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 custom fan that actually pulls air from you know top and bottom uh, exhaust in the back. So uh, basically, that that's like again something that we've never seen before. So it was pretty cool. Um, let's see what else uh, that I, that I may have missed. Um, pointed out, you know, again the controller on the on the uh, the hard drive, uh, the memory positioning, oh, the, the APU positioning too, because you can see that the, uh, the, the processor is like, there's the processor and there's the memory around it. Right. And then everything else is like far away from it. So that's why, that's how they're dissipating some of that heat. Um, you know, not having the, the, the CPU get, get too crazy hot and, you know, maybe damage another component. So, uh, so that was a, a, a another world design thing. So yeah, yeah, things like that. It was pretty good. So yeah, it was a good video. Yeah, I highly recommend that you guys really uh, watch Digital Foundry if you're interested in like how things work when it comes to gaming, because they they they're probably the best out there uh, when it comes to this sort of thing. So uh, they're non biased. They're like very thorough on their analysis, and and uh, uh, they're they're definitely like like top tier S plus rank when it comes to to this sort of thing. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's good that you know you have options when it comes to to these things. So we shall see. We'll find out in uh in a few weeks here, Joe, because it's uh it's pretty much right around the corner. Um, do you want to talk about that UI, sir? Because oh, you were the one, get into that. yeah. Because you were the one asking about the the UI. Like you sent me a message like last week, I think. I was like, man, what are yeah. we gonna see the UI? So what do you think? Yeah, in our personal time, we talked about the stuff texting the other day, and I was like, hey, man, what, what are we gonna see this thing? And I genuinely thought there was a chance that we weren't gonna see this thing until like day of. I wouldn't have been mad with it. It just would have been a surprising move, regardless. Pretty cool. Uh, nice, nice surprise reveal again. We had last week the teardown. A week later, we get this UI reveal, and uh, was eleven minute long. I think the video is. I really was impressed with the cleanness of the look. The 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 very significant take uh, move to make it more uh, more upgraded looking. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like like anything of of the past. Um, aesthetically, it's very new. Um, but it's very PlayStation, if that makes sense. Like you recognize that you're, it's not, yep. you know, like what console am I on? What is it? Like you recognize that you're on a PlayStation console. There's, there's plus icons and things that you'll recognize. Um, but the, the use of cards, uh, really cool, uh, abilities there. The suggestions, the interface is going to be very, um, knowledgeable based on what it recommends to you, recommending different, uh, challenges and level skills recommending uh, different matches to get into also recommending uh you know some some things that your friends are doing what you can join in on the party mode i mean i can go down the list all the stuff they showed i really recommend you guys literally sit there and watch it um for me a bit what stuck out was that 
um, split split screen capability. I thought that was something that was pretty neat and new and did not see that coming. Yep. Like to be able to literally have um, either you can have a pinned on the side like a guide of like this is things you need to be looking for kind a of bloodborne you... playthrough. <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty awesome, man. You can have that pinned on the side help you get through what you need to do. Someone like me would totally oh, use man. that. You can also have a pinned on there, you know, maybe what your friends are playing. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of different possibilities there. I, I also I, like. Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I, I think that to me, that's the, the, the one, the thing that, um, you know, other than the snappiness of it was the, the, the one thing that really stood out is that you can actually see what your other your friends are playing, basically, and how, you know, how they're doing. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Like without yeah. having to go to a website to do that. That to me was was awesome. Also, the PlayStation Store being uh, natively in the software, like it's not a separate application. Like you'll be able to literally purchase things, like you'll, as it suggests things to you, uh, you know, without having to leave and go into a separate app. I thought that was pretty pretty smart as well. Um, it's a great way to, to keep selling and not feel like oh I gotta come out of here, download this thing, watch. No, it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. It's not set up that way. Uh, what else what else did i like about it i mean it's there's not much to not like about it i would say you know they did still stick to that very playstation horizontal you know yeah, scrolling yeah, yeah, yeah. through everything yep i'm it looks a lot nicer it looks a lot cleaner it's it's more organized you have at the top games and then media that kind of splitting the two uh, content types which i appreciate i like that games is its own thing because like this is This is why we we buy PlayStation, right? We don't buy it so we can go and watch Netflix, although we can. It's made for games. Like this is what we're we're, we're looking to do, right? Yeah. And them not selling it as this all-in-one kind of machine, the, although it has capabilities. Yeah. That's the right marketing tactic, and you're doing it right natively in the UI. Yeah, and the PS4 UI had that too, where uh, all the yeah, like the yeah. TV apps are just you have to go into this TV section. And, and from there you can launch to your TV apps. Um, so it, it did have something very similar to that. And then your games are all over the place. Uh, unless you have folders like I do, like OCD with my with my folders on. I was like, this is from a disc. This is digital. And this is from PS Plus. It's like, that's how I have mine organized, basically. Um, So yeah, man. I think I think it was uh it was good that that we can you know see what's up with that UI. Uh, it looks snappy, very responsive. Um, the I like the progress. Like, how far along are you on 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 doing this certain task in the game? It'll give you progress. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel. It seemed to have, and and for those of you listening or watching. Um, that have experience with emulators, it seemed to have like a save state sort of feature, like where you can just save a state of the game, like not having to shut save and shut down the game to start another game. You can basically do like a save state of a game, go play another game and come back to that same exact moment. Well, very similar before. to the Xbox where it has that quick launch kind of or quick switching. Correct. The quick launch on the, on the Series X. Yeah. Kind of right. like, kind of like that. Yeah. 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 It did seem to seem they they Very didn't ex similar. express it that way yeah. or or convey it that way, but it did kind of lead into that that ability. And then they're not 
uh, you know, pushing as a key feature. But like things like that, to your to your point, Obed, like those are things that we're gonna have to like get hands on with and really see what to get our expectations in check. Giving us the the, the core of it was really good, but there's still much to to really uh, you know be excited about to actually have a hands on experience for sure. Yeah, I think overall it was you know just a a pretty good you know snippet of information. Um, I think that's this is pretty much it. Unless they they plan on yeah. doing like every week until launch, uh, they'll they'll release something. But uh, uh, but I think I think they they they're pretty much done with their like uh with their showcases and and, and you know everything they have to show. Um, Joe, that is uh pretty much it. Other than there's new iPhones coming, if you guys are interested in that, uh, everything they're all getting OLEDs now. So you don't you won't get left behind. Uh, big thing is that uh, they're going back to the iPhone four slash five sort of design, which I really liked. That was that was my favorite design. The uh, iPhone five uh, was my favorite design. You know, so they're going back to that uh, more. Um, I would say flat shape instead of the rounded sides, and I really like that. So yeah. A very impressive camera, of course, you know, um, and now you won't get a, a charger or, or, or earphones. So yeah, that's the most controversial uh, yeah. step of it all. You get the lightning, uh, uh, USB-C lightning. USB-C lightning, yeah. But you don't get the uh, power. The brick. Uh, the brick. Well, you can just use your old bricks. How many bricks? Joe, honestly, how many bricks do you have at your place? Oh, I probably have four or three. Yeah. I have like eight. 10 maybe <laughs> 12 i don't know well i meant like apple like iphone oh breaks. like iphone brand I've got other kinds yeah because yeah, i have like i have two ipad ones and three iphone ones and then i have uh like two sony ones the the one that came with the vita i consider that one a brick right um the ones that my daughter's tablet have there's two different ones yeah, I got. You got pl- ways to I get got that power. Plan. You got ways to get. It is. Don't be a crybaby. It is pretty comical that their excuse is that they're trying to help the environment. I know. That is a pretty funny. That's what I. Like, because eh. <laughs> they said the same thing for the watch, right? Right. Uh, but my watch didn't have a power brick. I had to. I actually have when I bought my watch. It just came with a cable, yep. um, and I I plugged it into. I have a a, a smart clock that has an integrated Google Home. And it has a USB port in the back, so that's a, that's where I have my watch. Nice. So you just find somewhere it's to smart. plug it in. Come on, your TV has a USB. Just charge it off of your TV. TV. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know something? You can have a smartphone, but that doesn't necessarily make it a smart user. Oh yeah. yeah. You gotta do like, that part yourself. Yeah. Smartphone dumb people. Same. <laughs> um. Joel, that's pretty much it. Uh, but we wanted to let you guys know that November 5th is going to be our uh, Games of the Generation episode. Uh, it's basically the our, our favorite PS4 games, <laughs> in all honesty. We're calling it Games of the Generation, but it's you're our favorite. You're not going to have Xbox. It's, you're not gonna have, we're not going to do Switch because Switch is an ongoing generation. Yeah, um, you know there's I, I do have games that I've played on the Switch that I would consider um, you know top 25 for sure 
Um, but we're, it's basically just going to be PlayStation games. Uh, <laughs> so it just, I just reminded me, you, you ever, uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming you've been, uh, to the Muppets 3D movie quite a few Absolutely. times already. So it's that like, it's like Sam Eagle. It's like, it's a, it's a glorious ending with a, a tribute to all nations, but mostly America. So it's, kind of, so it's kind of like that. <laughs> that's great, man. So it's a, I love that you have that memorized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's, yeah. I love that thing. Um, so it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be like that. It's a tribute to uh, all of past game j- g- gen games, but mostly play- PlayStation. Um, so <laughs> so we're doing that on November fifth. So that's before uh, the new consoles come out. Um, there was one more thing uh, with the PS Five that I wanted to mention that uh, just really escapes my mind. But we got plenty of time to talk. Uh, in our next episode, Joel. So just go ahead and plug us in, man. I can't wait for next episode. Guys, make sure that you are staying connected to us. Uh, We really want you to stay subscribed, so make sure you're following us, subscribing to our podcast version on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our video version on our YouTube channel. Like those videos, share them with others. We really would appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on social media at no load time that's at no load time on facebook twitter instagram and twitch also if you have any questions comments feedback uh, we'd love to hear from you send an email to no load time at gmail.com that's no load time at gmail.com until next time have a great one thank you guys stay safe we'll see you again next time